Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, and I think you can't do a homily on St. Patrick's Day without some way, shape, or form tying in St. Patrick's Day. So I'm half Irish. So as I was reflecting upon the sacred scripture this week, and thinking about what Paul was saying to the Philippians about imitating him, I kept thinking about on St. Patrick's Day, or in this case, St. Patrick's Day weekend, or for some, St. Patrick's Day weekend celebration, what I thought about was that to some degree, everybody's touched by being Irish. Some who are Irish on St. Patrick's Day have a tendency of acting more Irish, some who are not show up at the parades, wear green, and get, you know, participate in all the celebrations. But it's one of those interesting that it's very welcoming. On this morning's newspaper, right, happy, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day. And we'll hear this throughout the day, and we'll see the, you know, the big parades and all of that. So everybody in some way, shape, or form, most of us are imitating being a little bit more Irish or being Irish or at least participating and, and being Irish. Well, it's the participation, the imitation, the invitation, and the welcoming that really is woven in through the sacred scripture this weekend. What we hear in the first reading is we hear about Abram trusting that he could trust God. And it's all about this trusting relationship, but it's abundantly clear in which we can all trust God. Absolutely, without a doubt, no matter where we're at and what station in life, we absolutely can trust God. And we need to, to trust God. And what we hear Abram saying is, you can trust in trusting God. And what's interesting is that God actually seems to trust us times more than we trust God. Or to have faith in God, has, God has more faith in us than we have in ourselves at times. And God trusts and has faith in all of us, even those who are unborn. And what we hear in the gospel message on Transfiguration Sunday is filled with tremendous amount of insights. See, if we think about this, last weekend, it was, we heard of Jesus' temptation. And at that point in time, Jesus humbles himself to demonstrate humanity in the life of temptation. And what Jesus teaches us last weekend, he says, I understand what it's like to be tempted. I was in the desert. I was tempted. I know what it's like. I know how you will feel. I know how you will react. And I get it. But this weekend, now we go back to the central story, the life of Jesus Christ. Last week, he humbled himself to share humanity, to say, this is what temptation's about, and this is what I did. This weekend, we're back to the complete story, the life of Jesus Christ. And what we hear in this transfiguration is that Moses and Elijah represent the Old Testament, the law, and the prophecies. And what we hear is that it's the first time that Jesus' exodus is disclosed, the beginning to his journey to Jerusalem, the beginning of the, the identification of dying on the cross for us. It's also the time in which it says, you too, all of us will have our own transfiguration someday, 
with our conversion and someday we will be there with the Lord. And what we hear is that we hear about the prayerfulness. In, in Luke's gospel, prayer is mentioned over 15 times throughout the gospel. And what we learn is that in every important decision, every important moment, every important event in the life of Jesus, he's praying. And he's praying in which he demonstrates that the human, we go to the mountain and we pray that our prayers go up, and then the divine God, the prayers come down upon us. And so what it demonstrates is that it's the human and the descending of divinity coming down upon us in our prayerfulness. As Tommy said so well, you know, when we pray, we fold our hands, it's to be able to pray up to God, and God sends grace and mercy and, and forgiveness and things down upon us. And so Jesus goes to the mountain and prays, and that's what we hear about. And what he's suggesting to us very strongly is that in life, you need to be prayerful. In life, there's a transfiguration. You too will have your transfiguration. And what we hear in this powerful message is that God says, this is my chosen one, listen to him. If you ever wonder what God's saying to us, this is exactly a good example. Pretty simple. Listen to him. Well, I don't want to, is often our response. Or today's not a good day, or I don't feel up to it. But God says to us today, listen to my son, my chosen one. And so in this transfiguration, there's a lot of information that's flowing. And what we hear is that the, that Peter says, you know, should we build you a tent? And what's interesting about the tent and we hear about sleep, sleep, the translation of sleep is this, they are not getting it. They're not understanding what's going on. But when they are awake, they understand what's going on. And so that's what's taken place in this message back and forth. And as I think about it, and I say this in the most respectful way, Jesus to the disciples and to us can be overwhelming. Absolutely overwhelming. And that's what I think happened on that mountain. That Peter, James, and John, they were overwhelmed. They could not in any way comprehend what was being said. And God says, Listen to my son. And now as we hear in the second reading, St. Paul to the Philippians, and this is all comes together, Paul says, be an imitator. So we should be imitating Jesus Christ. And what Paul says, be an imitator like me, but he's not suggesting we imitate him as the person. What he's saying to us is be an imitator because I am imitating the life of Jesus Christ. And we're called to be imitators. It's an uh, invitation for all of us, it's a welcoming to be imitators of Jesus Christ. And what he's saying to the Philippians is this, you are the body of Christ here today. You are the eyes, the ears, the hands, the legs, the feet. You are the ones to go out and serve others, to love others, to be Christ-like, to be the imitators in the life of Jesus Christ today. And that's what St. Paul is saying to be imitators. And what we learn from sacred scripture is that we could trust God because God trusts us. We could be understanding the transfiguration because we too will have a transfiguration. We can accept 
God's message. And when he says, listen to my son, we could accept the invitation in which St. Paul says to the Philippians, and he says to us through this message today, be imitators, my friends, to be imitators of Jesus Christ, because you are the body of Jesus Christ, here and now. As I reflected upon this, to be an imitator of Jesus Christ is hard. It's overwhelming. When we really step back and look at the life and the complete story, it could be overwhelming. But if we step back and get the message that God is presence in our lives, God loves us, God's with us, God helps us, God responds to our prayers, Jesus says, pray to God for the strength that you need, just as I did. That helps us to be imitators. And so this Lenten journey that we're on, I would suggest, as we try to be imitators of Christ, I think there's an, a very important thing that needs to happen first. During the rest of Lent and beyond, let's start to think like Christ. If we think like Jesus Christ, chances are very good through prayerfulness, we will begin to be imitators and act like Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.